is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Former Seattle Thunderbirds standout Patrick Marlowe was the toast of the NHL this past week, passing Gordie Howe's record for all-time games played in the NHL, and we'll look back on his time in Seattle coming up in moments. Well, after a long stint in Brandon as a player, an assistant coach, and a general manager, Darren Ritchie is moving on to join the Toronto Maple Leaf scouting staff. He'll be our guest. First up, it all started with the Seattle Thunderbirds. San Jose is proud to select from the Seattle Thunderbirds, Patrick Marlowe. Patrick Marlowe honored this past week for breaking the all-time record for NHL games played, passing the legendary Gordie Howe. Ladies and gentlemen, with his appearance in tonight's game, Sharks forward Patrick Marlowe has played in his 1,768th NHL regular season game, surpassing Hockey Hall of Famer Gordie Howe, and is now the NHL's all-time leader in games played. Post-game, Marlowe humbled by the record and the well-wishes. Extremely gr- grateful for, for everything and all the support. Uh, everybody's given me throughout my career and everybody just I don't know how many phone calls or texts I've got it's uh, I think it might take me a week to reply to everybody but it's been uh, overwhelmingly humbling to say the least the now 41 year old from Aneroid Saskatchewan has been showing up every day at the ring since he was 18 at the NHL level an emotional Marlowe was asked what keeps him coming back I just love it there's nothing else like it now getting back to his whl roots in seattle marlowe played two seasons before sticking with the sharks at 18 years old thunderbirds ian henry talked with vp of hockey operations russ farwell and director of operations rick ronish about marlowe's time in seattle patrick marlowe former t-bird he played here in 1995 to 97 he was a second overall pick in the 1997 nhl draft by the san jose sharks we thought we would talk to Vice President of Hockey Operations Russ Farwell and T-Bird's Director of Operations Rick Ronish about Patrick and his time here and their impressions of him setting this record. They've joined us to talk about Patrick. Russ, first off, what are what, what do you think about Patrick setting this NHL record of, of games played? What does it mean to you? Well, it's been a real you know, phenomenal thing to watch him progress through his career. He's been so consistent and and always carried himself, even when he was with us, such a classy kid and then grown to be a real statesman in the NHL and and, uh, doesn't say much. There's been no 24 years. There's no controversy around Patrick Marlowe. He just uh, shows up, does, does his job at a very elite level night after night and, that's how you get that, and uh, being blessed with a wonderful hockey body is how you get to that many games. Rick, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, former T-Bird Patrick Marlowe setting that record? It's a lot. I'd echo Russ totally. It's a lot of games. Um, I was just thinking about this as Russ was talking. It, to put it into context, Russ, we had toddlers when he played here, and now we have kids that are approaching 30 years old, and he's still going strong. So it's it's a lot of hockey. It's a lot of practice. It's a lot of, and, and, and as Russ said, I can't think of in any sport a guy that's carried himself as well as he has. 
Russ, what are your what are your some of your memories of him on the ice and playing with the with the T Birds? Well, I think his skill level, he was such a natural talent. The play I always remember is him going by defenseman from Medicine Hat, a uh, real tough, tough player. And Pat, young, young kid, threw it in gear, went by him. The guy went to slash him. He couldn't even touch him with his stick. He went by him so fast. <laughs> and, and that uh, has always stood out for me. That guy's gone on to have a real good career as a coach, as a matter of fact. But... Uh, um, he he really was a talent all the way through, and just uh, carried himself. He was still figuring things out, and and uh, consistency uh, uh, when he was a young young kid. And then it all came together for him at seventeen. And it seems crazy, but that uh, you watch a guy mature. He he was a pretty impressive guy at seventeen years old. Rick, what about you from from seeing him play here for a couple of years? Well, I look back and. It's hard to believe it, it's the quietest 200 points that I ever remember, you know, and I really didn't know him well. He was so quiet. Um, and you usually at this in this league, you get to know the guys in their third and fourth year in and their personalities come out. But um, I probably, Ian, I probably have more memories of him the year that he wasn't here when he never came back because it was like waiting for the postman every day to see, you check the mailbox to see if he's coming back to help us out. I mean, the, the year before was a blur. We made it to the finals and I never dreamed when we, the, 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 the handshake line, when he walked off, skated off the ice for the last time that we'd never see him again. You know, we, Russ, Russ Russell vouch for this. Kamloops always got their first round guys back just in time to, to help them for another run. And I thought, no way. I mean, this guy's, he's 17 years old. He's coming back. And, and so I spent more time, you know, I probably said the name Patrick Marlowe more more that following year that he wasn't here and just high hopes that he would be back here. Russ, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously he was a second overall pick. He went to training camp with the Sharks. He was a almost a late birthday, born on September 15th, um, started with the Sharks. And, and what are your memories of that time from him leaving here to starting with the Sharks at such a young age? Well, the two things that jump out, we talked as a staff. I mean, uh, they just started to warm up to Patrick in Seattle that year. They did a story comparing him to Ken Griffey Jr. and how we were lucky to have a player of that caliber. But that all came out in that summer leading into his 18-year-old year. So when he would have really blossomed and dominated and people come to appreciate him, he already had made the NHL and he was playing there. But the one thing I would, you know, he was at training camp with them. They played an exhibition game in Boise and he called me after we were talking about it. And he said, I was really surprised. I thought, and I expected him to say how, you know, I really was surprised at how fast it was. His comment was, I couldn't believe how much time I had. And that wow. rang the bell right then, like, holy smokes. And sure enough, he makes the team. He wasn't feeling pressured at that level at that age. And he was, in his mind, rushing things and really had more time. And he was wow. adjusting to that already. And we're talking preseason games. So, yeah, he made the jump quickly and then I think just played him way in. And, you know, Daryl Sutter was the coach in San Jose at that time and and wasn't prone to keep young players. So Pat pushed his way into that lineup. There was no uh, 
it wasn't like they were trying to make them fit like happens sometimes nowadays because the town's so thin. Pat just wouldn't let them send them home. Our thanks to Ian Henry and the Seattle Thunderbirds. And on behalf of WHL this week, congratulations to Patrick Marlowe on his new NHL record. From the drop of the puck to the Edge Chanel Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. A special moment for Nolan Foote and the WHL's Kelowna Rockets this week. Play it across and a shot they score! Nolan Foote with his first National Hockey League goal! Yeah, Foot, a first-round pick of the Devils, scored in just his second NHL game after his call-up. By the way, that goal from Foot, assisted by former Rockets Damon Severson and Nick Merkley. Branded Weed Kings forward Ben McCartney has been named the WHL Player of the Week, presented by Journey Rewards. McCartney, a 19-year-old product of McDonald, Manitoba, recorded 12 points, 4 goals, 8 assists in 4 games this past week, as the Weed Kings also went 4-0 to surge to the top of the East Division standings in the WHL Subway Hub Center in Regina. Dating back to April 9th, McCartney enjoying his 6-game point streak. He's also found the score sheet in 18 of 20 games this season. McCartney was originally selected by the Weed Kings in the second round, 43rd overall of the 2016 WHL draft. The Arizona Coyotes selected McCartney in the seventh round, 204th overall of the 2020 NHL draft. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. A shake-up in Brandon, with Darren Ritchie stepping away from the organization to join the Toronto Maple Leafs. Voice of the Wheat Kings, Brandon Crow has more. With former Wheat King GM Darren Ritchie, uh, big news dropping earlier this week uh, as he has been uh, moved on to the NHL, an amateur scout with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that uh, allows the hockey club to promote Doug Gasper. And Darren, before we kind of get into the changes... Uh, How's your week been? Just talk about the whirlwind and, and how this all kind of came about in a hurry. Yeah, it's uh, you know a real exciting opportunity for me that I uh, am really looking forward to. Uh, you know, lots of tough conversations the last couple of days, uh, obviously with the coaching staff and then with the players, uh, office staff. Uh, you know, I've been here for a long time. I love being a weeking. Uh, always enjoyed my time, and 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 I'm proud to be a part of the organization. So. Uh, lots of conversations, uh, a little emotional when I talk to the players. Uh, I really appreciate what they've done and I appreciate working with those kids and their families. And uh, I wanted to make sure that they knew that and heard that from me. Well, certainly, uh, it's, it's obviously been a, a dream of yours to, to get to the NHL level. Now, obviously that happened at a couple of training camps with the Florida Panthers as a player, but you know, you never were able to achieve that goal as a player. So when you got into the hockey upside, was this something you ever thought would happen or is this something that you know, it's kind of surprised you when the opportunity came about. Yeah, it's definitely surprised me, and it's something that I've never thought about. I'm uh, always very happy and content being uh, with the Wee Kings, uh, take pride in it and working here. And you're right, like as a player, that's what you dream of. You you want to play in the NHL as a player, and unfortunately, I never was – I was close uh, getting to play in American League and play in, in a couple of camps. So uh, it, it drives you. And then, you know, as I got into the hockey ops, you just kind of – uh, just do your work, right, and put your head down and, and try to worry about your team every day. That's uh, what you try to do, and, uh, you know, that's uh, how I've always kind of had my mindset uh, as a part of our organization, obviously learning from Kelly uh, about that, just getting to work and, and trying to figure out a way to make your team better is kind of how I always looked at it, and 
uh, obviously very fortunate. I got to work with Kelly and, and to Jared as well during uh, during this uh, time. I guess before we get into the transition to, to Doug, uh, the guy that you brought in back in 2019, just uh, for the fans out there that don't quite understand, just kind of explain what will your role be with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like what's your responsibilities now? I'll, uh, I'll scout the Western Hockey League and that's my my area I guess is probably and I, I need to have a, a real good book on the, the players that are coming from the Western Hockey League. Simple enough. <laughs> In theory, simple enough. Uh, so Doug Gasper obviously has been around for a while. He's been around the game for a long time and a guy that you've uh, obviously entrusted with uh, kind of handing over the the keys to the Cadillac here. Certainly a guy that everyone in the hockey world has, has shown uh, plenty of respect and gratitude for over the course of social media here the last couple of days. But what can you tell us about Doug and, and what you expect him to, to do stepping in? Well, I think it's going to be real seamless. I think anything we've done in the last two years, we've always done it as a group and we've always discussed it and, and had each other's opinions. And then uh, we go from there. And Doug is a great man. He has uh, got a wealth of knowledge. He is good to people. Uh, he treats everybody with respect. And uh, I think he's going to do a great job. He's going to fit right in here uh, with our organization as a full-time guy moving to the city, uh, being in the community. He understands that, so that you've got to be uh, in the community and, and meeting people. And uh, he's going to make and push our players to be better. He's going to push our coaching staff uh, to be better. And I think uh, him and Jared working together is going to be a real good partnership uh, going forward. I guess, lastly, uh, you've been through some great moments going back to the early 90s that didn't start so great for the clubs you were on, but ultimately uh, finished off with that big championship in 2016. Is there a, a single moment that stands out for you as kind of the, the peak of the mountain in, in your weekend career? Well, winning a championship, I think, is always the top of uh, anybody's uh, list because uh, you, you work so hard uh, to get there. And it's, uh, you know, it's not just happens overnight. It happens and it's a process to get there. And obviously the year before we got to the league final lost to Kelowna, but we understood now from that year, what it took to win. And I really think the kids took that and, uh, used it as a lesson. And you could see as we went forward through that year in 16 that we won, that the guys understood that how it hard it was to win a championship. So uh, I think that'll be at the top. I, I really, appreciate uh, working with all the players through the years and uh, I've always enjoyed my time with the players uh, talking hockey helping them uh, we've had a lot of good players come through here but also really good people and I'll always cherish uh, I still have friendship with a lot of those guys uh, I've had a lot of texts uh, from them here in the last 24 hours so uh, I really appreciate uh, the friendships I've made with the players and, and the staff uh, through the years here well, you can officially uh, mark it off. You don't have to do another CKLQ interview ever again, Rich. So <laughs> you can rest easy tonight. I appreciate you doing this, and uh, congratulations, and uh, thanks for everything over the last few years, and we'll see you around the ring. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to Brandon Crow as well Ian Henry in Seattle this week. Thanks, fellas. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL Broadcast Partners and Bauer Hockey.